0: Hey, I'm Rich Hunter-Rice and welcome to the 3 Percenters Business Coaching Podcast, Season 2. Hunter Rice and as you can tell I am back on full fighting form after a recent dosage of that dreaded C word but hey all is good so hope you're having a good week hope your day is treating you well so today's interview is with a really interesting North London coach gentleman by the name of Michael Lee Uh, Michael's got 25 years plus experience in telecoms technology and the media industry so we share quite a lot Uh, of our our backgrounds are quite similar Um, interesting guy very very good experience very well read and just a generally interesting guy to listen to Um, one of the things I laughed when we when we recorded this a while back is that there's a, probably a spin-off another podcast show with getting a group of grumpy old men just chewing the fat on a regular basis, and that would be hours and hours in London. I think it would be quite interesting, but, you know, we'll ponder on that for now. Okay, anyway, so hope good, good, good morning, and Michael. I'm Lovely to, to see you again. Would you like to end. just introduce yourself and explain who you are and what you do?
1: Um, I'm Michael Lee. Um, I'm a business mentor, coach, in based in North West London, Um I've been doing coaching for over a decade now. Um, started really from the point of view of, after 25 plus years in the telecoms, technology and media industry, I just went through the blue chips and then it running in sort of um, FTSE 250, general manager um, for an SMEs and Basically, uh, a decade ago, I also realised that I was getting jaded working for idiots. Um, And so now I work for, you know, uh, 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 the hardest driving person I've ever come across, which is me. Um, Because despite what the books say, you will never work harder than when you're working for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I think, a little bit of a myth, where this idea of you know when you work for yourself you can take time off and do whatever you want well actually that's not entirely true you you st- are still at the behest of clients you're just a bit more in control um and and you haven't got so many policies to to press you down but it isn't it isn't quite the the picture that sort of the adverts in the franchise magazine say about you know you can trip off and take eight weeks off in, in, in the Bahamas. Um, but I, I do enjoy working with people, particularly SME owners. It's, it's my. It, it's my challenge to, to work with owners who actually are quite strong minded. Um, you know, they, they're ambitious, they know where they want to go. Um, and you know if they're receptive to help, and and exchanging views and and testing things then i'm i'm very very keen to work with them it's the people that sit there with sort of metaphorically closed minds or or sit there almost and 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 you and i have have met them where they sort of sit back in their chair and say right right, off you go show me show me you know and they're, they're looking for some sprinkle dust to go on you which will then turn your turn their business into a you know you know, a hundred million pound company overnight that they, they, they're sort of wanting to be dazzled. And, and you think to yourself, well, you know, that's not how it works. It works with, with you putting some effort in me putting a lot of effort into it and, and both of us on a journey.
0: I love it. Great answer. Um, we're very similar. That's why I, I, we get on so well, because you are, we're very similar, you know, Um, working for idiots. I, I've had some great bosses. I've had some freaking awful bosses. You know who you are. Um, The ones I still keep in contact with the good bosses. They inspired me yeah. and everything else. And then the idiots. Oh, my God. Um I, And I think you get to the point in life where you realise, I don't want to work for idiots. I'm probably unemployable. I need to do something different. But that was a great opening um bit about what you do and who you are. That's amazing. So... What does, you've already touched on for a little bit, just to go a little bit deeper. So what does entrepreneurship mean to you then? Because you're right, and all this bullshit Instagram, that I, you know, And um, we start work at 10 o'clock, finish at 2 o'clock, go and have coffees and have an fancy lunch and turn off for the weekend and go and party on some beach somewhere. What what does in, uh, entrepreneurship mean to you?
1: Uh, it, it means actually, oh, sorry, let me just, it, it means. That was the um, alarm. No, that was uh, uh, my accountant. Um, that, that, Entrepreneurship is really about um, a, a business owner following their dream, and, and there's nothing, I suppose, more depressing to me to find a business owners who, after ten years, after having survived what is typically the the, the formative period, if they can get it over to ten years, I mean, the stats say. After five years, I think 80% fail and after a further five years, 80% of those who have survived fail. So what comes through in 10 years is a tiny proportion. So if they've got over that, what, what is depressing is when people then have sort of lost their the their energy they started with uh, and are just carrying on sort of like hamsters on a wheel, just doing the same things day after day what I like is people who either got still the spark or they've got something that I can ignite so that they can recapture mm-hmm. that spark just because it's their dream. They started the business with a with a dream. And it's it's important, I think, for people to carry on those dreams until at such point they decide, thank you very much. And that, that can can be 50, 60, 70, you know it, 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 it's important that they, you know, when they when they stop work or God forbid exit, that they can look back and say, okay, I achieved what I set out to, or as near as damn it. And and that's my that's my goal to help people get to where they want to to go. Um, uh, you know, well, it, bit- it may not be where I want them to go, but it, it's if it if that's where they want to go, then I've done my job to to get them there.
0: Your passion comes through loud and clear, which is what it's all about. You care passionately about what you do and that vision that you've got for people. And that's what makes you very, very different in your world, which is what it's all about. So I did, I did warn you, the, the, the questions for the podcast can be all over the place a little bit. So I'm just, okay. I'm just flagging this right now. So what's your favourite day of the week and why?
1: I think... In fairness, my, my favorite day of the week has got to be Friday. Um for 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 reasons of work and non-work. Work as in um it's the end of the week and it, it allows me to effectively review what I've done and you know set my goals for the following week, which is, you know, I, I'm looking forward, I, I sort of know what appointments are coming up. And on the Friday I review what I've done and have I achieved it. And the other thing is, um, for good or for ill, um, my uh, family of feral children um, arrive on a Friday night for for family dinner, and and it's uh, it's sort of it's it, it's raucous, noisy, uh, ill-disciplined. Um, views get flung all over the, the table, and 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 sort of debates happen about everything and anything. Uh, and most of the time, we we sort of they they leave their own homes um, full in their stomach and angry in their thoughts. Um, you know they they, uh, they you know there's always a good exchange of, of of views and comments, and it's a chance for for them to tell me what they've done in their week and and to swap stories. Um, the one thing that I kind of realised um, some time ago is when you when somebody says to you, you know, how's your week been? And that's, you know, quite an innocent question. And you tell them, what you don't always realise is when you're telling them, you're also listening to what you're saying. So you're actually, as you're saying it, you're analysing, oh, yes, you're right, actually, I'd I never, I'd never thought about that until I've articulated it. I've never thought that, you know, and it's quite, again, that that whole review process is quite important. And it's, I suppose essentially part of what I do in the accountability. You know, if I if I've set out to have a certain number of 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 important meetings and get certain projects underway, decisions made, etc. It's at the end of the week. Have I done that? Have I you know have I achieved what I set myself for? And and if not, why not? And what good in the way? And how do I get round it, etc. It it is that it's that holding myself to account and reviewing.
0: Well, i completely agree. And I one of the things I always teach is about having some time on a Friday to reflect, to look back, but also look forward on the week ahead. And yeah. I think it, it's it's one of the it's one of the downsides of being in the current world the way we are. everything's very, very busy. It's all very, very fast. And sometimes just slow down, slow down, take a breath, take a break, go and have a walk around the garden, around the house, around the office, wherever you are. Yeah. And by slowing down, you get so much more done. But yeah, I think that whole reflection is very, very powerful. It's also very motivating and people don't do it enough to celebrate those small wins that we, we miss because they go, they go by so quickly and they pass by. Yep. Uh, that's a great answer. Thank you for that. Um. So what's the single best bit of advice you've ever received?
1: Mm, uh, that's taxing. I mean, I, I I guess to a certain extent it's it's um kind of i uh, i don't know where the the advice came from but it i suppose it emerged it was just just relax more kind of don't sweat the the small stuff i mean the the thing is just building on what you said we are so um absorbed in in do things quickly do them now do them now respond now Etc. Oh, and what you realize, um, and, and there's a, a, a great book um, by um, an ex Guardian columnist around time management, and, and he used to be the guru of time management tools. And then he had a sort of a, 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 a Damascene conversion where he sort of said, geez, well, what, why? If, if we save all this time, we then, uh, and, and, and you unlock all this time, what do you do with it? And the answer is actually, you know, he, he came up with this view that leave, leave some things alone and they'll sort themselves out. Don't, don't feel you have to fix everything at that moment because, A, you'll make a, a rash decisions, and, B, it only promotes it. So, you know, the, the obvious examples, example is WhatsApp. You get a WhatsApp message, you respond. They respond, you respond. It becomes this cycle of everybody's responding within within seconds, and if you don't, somebody will ring up and say, "Did you did you get my message?" Well, that was ten minutes ago. You know, you yeah, know, it absolutely. And the answer is just things will sort themselves out. Uh, you'll be surprised how many how many decisions you don't need to make. Everyone's about you know making decisions, making. Making choices, yes, absolutely. I'm not suggesting we, we we sort of slack on the job, but but don't believe that everything needs to be done right now um, and, and 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 captures your attention now. Give it some thought. Let it let it rest. Let it let it permeate over over you know an hour, two hours, overnight even. But things will sort themselves out. Um, I, I think we are wow. we, we, we are too too rushed at times. Too. To, there was a, a, another, I'm sorry, Rich, there's, there's another great book that... that oh, keep going. This is, it. this is
0: blowing my mind. Keep there, going.
1: There's a, there was a book, uh, and I, I can give you the references later, um, by a, a, a guy who has been tracking how our world has speeded up. And one of the most exotic things he pulled out was they've done some experiments where they've timed people walking, uh, you know, 10 years apart. And and they filmed people walking in a normal street at a pace, whatever the pace is. And ten years later, they are all walking faster. It, it's it's a it, it's as if we have all speeded up. You know why? I don't know, but 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 it, the world has moved faster, and and it's one of the most interesting things that. that Genuinely, our world has 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 accelerated. Uh, this was just a tiny example of how how that's obvious. Um, I'll, I'll I'll pull out the, the reference bit, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you
0: can send me those later because I, I I want that. I
1: that's think it's called. The, I think it's called the Great Acceleration. It's it's the most it's the most. Um, I'll dig I'll, I'll it. Out. It's the most strange thing.
0: It's so interesting, but you're absolutely right. I completely agree with everything you've said. You know, we with the society now, we want to consume everything now. And I tell you what, my my big defining moment to this day, I can still recount having the reading a book. So it's Tim Ferriss, The Four Hour Working Week, and it must have been two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Sat by a pool in Florida in a villa, having a lovely family break, and it literally changed the way of thinking. So since that moment, then. I put an out-of-office on which said I was only checking emails twice a day. I was in employment to the point where I've got a very similar out-of-office out on now, and I, I'm i probably one of these people now who probably checks email once a week. At the, I scan it very, very quickly. I don't read anything no. or deal with anything. I, I look at everything. I'll either send it on to someone else who's more skilled to get it done than I am, or it will sit there, and I'll either delete it later, or I'll go through and like the accountant or whatever, things like that, and I'll get done. done. Um, but you're right, everyone, you know, people send an email and they expect an instant response. Um, it's dangerous. WhatsApp messages, they expect an instant response. So I train everyone, is don't be checking your emails first thing in the morning. If you have to check your emails every day, check them about 11 o'clock, check them about four o'clock in the afternoon and don't do it in between because by then, the first habit everyone does, they come into work, they switch on the laptop, boot up, open their email, they start responding to emails. If you're doing the same thing and the email's going back and forth, you look at your watch and it's come to... Four o'clock, and you've actually yeah. got nothing yeah. done. But just respond to some bullshit email, and actually yeah. pick up the phone sometimes, have a much better conversation, oh, and get that information oh. across really, really quickly.
1: Oh, that's my that's my my biggest my biggest sort of gripe, and I and I do appreciate that it might be, it might be a, a generational thing. I don't know, but the number of of people, particularly um, relative uh, people inexperienced. Who resort to emails or to to text messages when they can solve it by actually either speaking to people face to face, speaking to them by Zoom, or speaking to them on the phone? It's the way you engage with people is by looking in their eyes. I mean that that's the most that's the most um, realistic way of understanding whether you've got through, yeah. whether your message is clear. If if you haven't got that, you're always well. You're not quite sure. Did the mail receive? Did it get put in the junk box? Was it misinterpreted? Did I use the wrong word? Did I bang out? Did I spell it right? You know, there's a thousand ones, and and, and there is. A, I think people of a certain number of years are happier to pick up the phone and, and talk to people than they are than other people who just you know. Well, I've sent them a text. I, you know, it's a far and forget. And the the, the most the most damning comment i've got on on how we work today is people who have meetings and are while they, while you're having a meeting they're looking at their bloody phone or they're, they're looking at something so, oh and the answer is put it down turn it over focus on me then we'll finish our meeting and then you can look at your phone it's it's a real bad habit it's this whole great acceleration thing I've got to be in contact all the time. I've got to respond all the time. I've got to, to, to um, um, make a decision all the time. And the answer is some of the best decisions are ones that you consider and take time over and not, you know, instant snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: absolute gold again. Um, There's a great... I, I tell everyone this, you know, people can get so upset by an email as well, but it's like, this, it's very hard to, to detect tone and emotion. And if you send the same email to 10 people, you probably get 10 different interpretations and 10, you know, yeah. someone's going to be pissed off. Someone's going to be really yeah. happy. Someone's going to get on, um, you know, and just yeah. every different emotion in there. And that's why. And also the other trick, this is, it sounds like a grumpy old man. In fact, I've got an idea for a brand new podcast, Grumpy Old Man. I think we'd have this every week and just have an open mic for two or three hours and get, chew the fat and get it off our chests. Um WhatsApp messages. If someone has clicked on a WhatsApp message and they think you think you've sent the message, they've read it, and they get really angry because I haven't responded. And I say to people, hang on a second, you don't know they've read it. They might have caught it with the thumb and not. Just, yeah. just yeah. give them some time yeah. to respond yeah. and relax and whatever else. Listen, I could do this all day. This is really cool. Yeah. Okay, next question. So you win 10 million pounds, 10 million dollars today. What would you do? What would you spend it
1: on? Oh, mm. Obviously, living in London,
0: you probably buy the house next door or something. (laughs) What it's like for you people in West London? Uh,
1: I I, wish, I wish it was the the house next door. Um, I probably would take a proportion of that and and with my wife go travelling, you know, relatively far afield. I mean. Uh, just because we, you know, we've been to uh, Australasia and, and, and sort of love New Zealand, actually. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, there's something about it, it, it's, if it wasn't so, so far away, it really would be the, the, the place because it has everything. It has the food, the wine, the cheese, the, the people. Uh, the scenery is, is magnificent. The only problem is, is there's a touch of Scotland about it. It can rain boy can it rain um but i mean that's the that's the reason why it's so um so verdant and so lush um and i probably would do some studying uh, i mean you know if if you know i'd i'd bring forward my my sort of plan retirement plan which is i would actually go and do some full time studying i'm i'm quite i'm quite intrigued about sort of um philosophy so it's something that Back in my in my past, I was told, you know, go and go and sort of do a practical subject for a degree, and so it was finance, and then did a masters and in business admin, and you know, I've I've spent all my years doing something very sort of functional, and wouldn't it be nice to actually indulge and just let your 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 brain wander and do things which are sort of exotic concepts? so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and obviously okay. I would invest in the business as well, but, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Great answer. I like that. Um, do you have a specific morning routine
1: that you stick to? Oh, um, the religious, religious routine I, I, I stick to is almost the previous night, which is I write my to-do list. Um, I have a, a special template I've done, which, which sort of arose from Eat the Frog book um uh and so i've i've written uh, and, and printed um a, a, a diary and a to-do list and a personal list all on the same page i'm a, i'm a, i'm a paper person rather than um uh an ipad person um for things like this because i i like to uh, as i tick them off scribble a, 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 an aid memoir next to it so that if, if i need to i can look back and actually uh see over the you know two weeks ago what was what was the okay perfect. perfect I'm showing
0: you yeah that was going to be my next question are you paper man or would you do it electronically now and I I the only reason I went electronic and I don't carry paper anymore is because of having I was used to write in the old Moleskine uh, notebooks and then I suddenly looked on the shelf and I had 10 Moleskine books and it's like hang on a second if I if I need something out of book number three, do I have to carry the bookshelf wherever I go? And that's where now I just bow down to the old electronic word. But I like oh. uh, Eat the Frog, great book. Uh, I'm interested in the template you've got. But yeah, that's a, a great nugget of advice there about writing your to do list the night before, so as you're finishing your work, your brain's still fresh. It takes uh, those things out of your mind, and lets you switch uh, off and relax. Uh,
1: absolutely. I, 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 um, okay, so I don't know whether you will be able to see it or not. Am oh, I got it in front of me? Uh, okay. All right. There you go. That that. I don't know whether you can see that. Can you see that? Yeah,
0: I can see bits of it. Yeah, yeah. It's coming up. Yeah, so you have yeah,
1: got yeah. I more mean, template. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the the um. <clears throat> The thing about um, the, the night before, what we don't realize is also, although we, it has the, the beauty of emptying a mind and clearing it, so you, if it's a routine for the night before, it's telling you, this is now officially you have shut down," and that's great, because this is sort of a bit of closure. The funny thing is that while you're sleeping, your brain will process it, and the number of times that, that you know you'll wake up the following morning with a, a clear thought. Because actually, unbeknownst to you, your your mind has been has been sort of working this through in the background, and something has has dropped out. So that when you do wake up the following morning, you oh yeah, okay, I'll go. So there is a value in it. It, It's a bit like um, back in the day in computing, you used to do batch processing. Um, You know, you used to send uh, a, a complete program off. To be done by the mainframe overnight because it was cheap then to do and back it would come in the morning with the answer um gosh that's showing my days but but, but yeah but it's similar uh, so i'm not
0: familiar with that but i'm feeling you know again tim ferris four-hour working week is rather than doing one job at a time you batch it and do the whole lot together for maybe a week and you know talking about yep. email rather than spending four or five eight, eight hours in email you can probably spend four, three. 30 minutes, 40 minutes over the period of a week and get it all done by matching it all together. So yeah, I, that completely resonates with me. I like that. That's cool. So what's been mm-hmm. your biggest failure to date and what did you learn from the experience? Let me the caveat towards this. I talk about failure because again, it's changing now, but previously it was a big taboo. You didn't talk about failure. We're actually probably all fail on a daily basis. And I think if we get, as long my view on failure is as long as you make a mistake and you don't repeat it time and time again, then it's a learning yeah. curve and it's a positive thing. And I think yeah. we should all be discussing failure and discussing, you know, where when we've I, gone wrong, I, what mistakes we've made. So I, I
1: I couldn't agree more. When I when I'm brought in my clients um to help with you know HR selection, um you know, it, it, it's one of my pet questions, which is which is not, I don't want to know about your successes because everyone sort of lists out what they've done. You know, they've cured the common cold. They've, you know, peace in the Middle East. They've, you know, I don't want to know that. I want to know where you screwed up and not a, not as a chance to beat yourself up, but actually what did you learn? Because P, I, I want to have people around me who've got scars on their back, like me, scars on their back. So they, they've done something, they've learned from it, they've understood it, and they can spot it. You know, the guys who, who, are, who are flawless can't spot things. I mean, and how many, how many times do you read something in the paper of a business um, event where you go, well, that, that was predictable. What? You know, and, and typically, because the people at the helm and the management team hadn't come across it, they just hadn't got that wealth of experience of cock ups. You know, I, I, so I, I'm very, very interested in people's experiences. Um, the, I kind of, I guess, I guess at, at, at one stage, I was um, uh, a board level director for um, um, the, the biggest mobile service provider in the UK. And at the time, I think all of us. It was. It was the time of, of you know, three G, four G. You know, three G. We were. We were absolutely, for a time, king of the roost. And probably, brutally honest, we were a bit up ourselves. And and you know, it it was just because you're up there doesn't mean to say that you you sort of believed the hype. You know, we we told the market. We were the leader. We knew what we were doing. We had this revolutionary customer lifetime model. We could model it. We could profile people. And it was good. It wasn't as good as we thought it was. And we weren't the gods of of marketing for doing it. You know, uh, back to what I said to you before, humility. Just realize that actually things go in cycles and you're up now, but you will be down and then you'll be up. Don't don't believe your own hype and don't believe other people blowing smoke up your orifices, Um, you know, just just try and remain balanced. And that's why having, um, you know, a family where your wife doesn't care what you do, just put the bins out is important. You know, it's (laughs) you know, you can be you can be a great businessman, but just get those bins out and weed that garden. Absolutely. You know, it's
0: all about balance, isn't it? It's all about balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um so what's the what's the book what's the one book you've read the most or has impacted most on your life? We've touched on books a few times. Is there one particular yeah. book that jumps out
1: to you? Um hmm, That's an interesting one. Um can I can I go for an author rather than a book? Of course. Only because, absolutely. you know he he's really I would say, proved in his, his breadth of um, topic. Um, Matthew Syed. Matthew Syed, um, for, for anyone who doesn't know, is, is a curious uh, sort of polymath in the sense of, he's an Olympic table tennis player for Britain. He writes for the Sunday Times a, a commentary article. He's done some great business books. He's also managed to do um, a podcast with uh, uh, a a couple of reprobates where he talks about sport and business psychology. He's, He's done some great things about helping extend mindset, you know, the growth mindset, taking it from sport, taking it to children, basically saying, you know, the biggest limitation we ever have is ourselves. You know that 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 yeah. that self-talk that we do when no one's listening or or when we're on our own that 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 erodes our own capabilities. And he's a he's a great person in very um, uh, accessible language to to just push us beyond what we think we're capable of. Um, so that's a great um, answer. I would recommend almost anything by him.
0: Amazing. Uh, you've dropped some great knowledge here. and It's been very insightful. I, I'm a pity we, we have to wrap it up now. But uh, one last question: So, if people, if people want to track down any of my listeners, people in the audience listen to the podcast now, want to track me down and connect with you, what's the best way of getting in contact with you?
1: Um, well, having said uh, all about sort of. Um, phone or face-to-face is better than than email. I'm I'm tempted to say, you know, drop me a line, email me, phone me. You know, obviously, uh, there's my website there. Um, You can catch you on LinkedIn. Um, You know, I'm I'm interested in people's uh, journeys and, and, and where they want to go. And I'm not averse to saying I think that's a great idea or I think that's a bad idea. Um, you know it, it's all about having empathy between myself and the owner if, if there is connection that's brilliant if there isn't then then it's important everyone knows that up front so that no one's misled or no one's no one's sort of uh, disappointed expectations are all important so um yeah obviously Mason.
0: Amazing. Uh no, you've been you've been amazing. Uh so inspiring. And that's what the interviews are all about. But thank you so much for that. I need to get you on in a few more episodes time to have more chewing the fat conversation. I'll include your LinkedIn your LinkedIn profile and include your email address in here. But guys, I highly recommend uh you reach out to Michael and have a further chat because yeah, uh, inspiring. So much knowledge being dropped here this morning. Thank you so much for your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Very inspiring.
1: Thank you, Richard. Really, really good and and uh I uh, hope that, that makes sense.
0: Oh, my God, absolutely. It's like oh a stream
1: of consciousness. <laughs> it's
0: like therapy. Amazing. Thank you very much. So there we are. As I warned you, so much value in um, Michael's words of wisdom. Such an interesting guy and such great stories to tell. Um, I love the bit about accountability and the difference it has on it makes to us all. Uh, I love the bit about we're all too rushed now, and I completely agree with that. I've also got um, Michael's very generously shared the the links to the books that he's referenced here and they'll be in the notes. So wherever you're uh, listening to this episode, go over to the show notes and the references to the books will be there. Um, I, I was having a bit of a productivity rant halfway through, so I do apologize, but I do love Michael's productivity tips as well. Uh, just a thoroughly great interview um highly recommend you track him down and uh, reach out to michael and have a conversation and there we are that wraps up season two episode five of the three percenters business coaching please subscribe and that way you'll be the first to hear all our brand new episodes and i look forward to seeing you next friday morning at eight o'clock british summer time have a great rest of day thanks for joining me for this latest episode of the three percenters business coaching podcast and we hope you enjoyed it so if you've got any feedback you hunt any further information or you know some amazing people we need to be talking to please get in contact simply drop us an email to info at minerva have an amazing day